So welcome uh, everyone. Uh, I'm uh, very pleased today to uh, to welcome Professor uh, Leo Fabri from the University of Modena. And uh, as we all know, Leo Fabri is a driving force in our community with uh, a major influence both in uh, in asthma, COPD and many other conditions. So I am Marc Ambert. I am the chief editor of the European Respiratory Journal. And uh, today with uh, Professor Fabry, uh, we have decided to, to discuss uh, um, a very exciting paper uh, published in this month's issue of the ERJ. Uh, this paper is um, uh, written by Dr. Pieper and colleagues, and its title is A Phase 2 Placebo Control Study of tralokinumab in moderate to severe asthma. And there is uh, also, together with this uh, paper, an uh, editorial by uh, Dr. Corin, which is uh, named Anti-IL-13 Antibody Therapy for Asthma, One Step Closer. So, without uh, further introduction, uh, I'm very pleased to ask uh, Dr. Fabry uh, his uh, uh, take-home messages from, from this paper and maybe put this paper uh, in the setting of current uh, personalized medicine. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to comment on this uh, interesting paper that is just uh, to be published in the European Respiratory Journal and that uh, give us the opportunity to focus uh, on uh, personalized medicine in respiratory diseases. Um, Personalized medicine is now the clinical medicine, particularly in oncology and hematology and uh, uh, maybe rheumatology. But only recently has been uh, introduced uh, in uh, respiratory medicine, where we had uh, uh, newly developed uh, biological addressing specific uh, mechanisms, both uh, in asthma and in uh, COPD particularly in asthma, where the uh, pathophysiology and the mechanism are, are better known, there have been an increasing uh, number of biological addressing specific mechanisms like IL-4, IL-5 and IL-13. And uh, this paper actually focuses uh, on uh, the IL-13 mechanism uh, by using a newly developed uh, human IgG4 monoclonal antibody, tralokinumab, uh, that specifically neutralizes IL-13. is, uh, in a way, a follow-up of uh, a previous study uh, published in the New England Journal of Medicine addressing the same mechanism with another antibody. The interesting approach of this uh, investigator has been uh, to go directly to patient-related outcome, and particularly to the ACQ, a score that includes symptoms and quality of life. And uh, I, I very much sympathize uh, on this approach because eventually what we need uh, in uh, asthma, like in many chronic disease, is to have in any way a, um, a, a patient-related outcome uh, uh, included as in the primaries uh, uh, for uh, uh, designing the study. 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, this ambitious goal uh, provided uh, negative results. So the study uh, showed uh, no effect of this new developed uh, monoclonal antibody on the uh, patient-related ALCA ACQ, but it confirmed also some uh, effect uh, on uh, on in lung function, some significant effect on lung function that was a, a secondary outcome of the study. Yeah, uh, it's it's very interesting indeed to realize that the the first paper published in the New England Journal of Medicine had an effect on lung function, and this one, although it was a secondary endpoint, uh, confirmed this trend in favor of better lung function with a, a blocking of IL-13. So as you said, maybe uh, with different drugs, we may target different pathways and obtain different uh, results. So that might be uh, an interesting uh, um, issue to discuss in the future. Yes, yes indeed, and uh, obviously this uh, uh, pivotal study opened the door to better uh, develop uh, 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 better develop protocols. Uh, we have a, a clear recent example in another field uh, that was Roflumilast that was uh, negative, completely negative on exacerbation in a pre in a, in a first study. But then, taking advantage of a post-hoc analysis of uh, the results of the first study, the, 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 the subsequent studies were designed on specific target population and provided positive results. I think that in this study, we are in the same situation. We now, we or the authors who are interested in the field, are in a better position now to design a proper study, possibly including also a phenotyping of the patient, not only in terms of symptom and lung function, clinical features, but also in biological features, like uh, eosinophilia, expression of IL-5 in cells, uh, or this kind of uh, uh, biomarkers of uh, specific uh, phenotype. Yeah, that's very interesting. And indeed, also in the field of severe asthma, uh, omalizumab was also developed progressively with initial studies, which we are not focusing on the most severe frequent exacerbators. And finally, with Stein, uh, uh, we were, uh, the community was able to uh, design a study which provided meaningful information for uh, personalized medicine once again. So personalized medicine, I, I enjoy very much your, your comment. Uh, currently, in asthma, uh, one size fits all. And certainly in the future, uh, we will have to phenotype perfectly the patients in order to uh, propose to the most difficult ones uh, personalized medicine targeting specific pathways. Currently, Leo, uh, what is your opinion on the uh, blooming of many uh, monoclonal antibodies in the field of asthma? We have mepolizumab, reslizumab, uh, trilokinumab, uh, we both have difficulties to pronounce it, omalizumab, etc. Do you think that severe asthma clinics will, will have to phenotype the patients based on biological and clinical and spirometric information and then propose drugs according to the phenotype? Well, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 
Mark, the, I'm working now in, a, in an oncology department. And uh, now and then I attend their seminars. And uh, they actually abandon the term uh, breast cancer. They mm-hmm. use the term breast cancers. Uh, and, uh, and they are up to something like 15 different kind of breast cancers that have a different natural history and a, nif- a different response to treatment. I think we have to move in the same direction. And uh, more and more identifying uh, phenotype uh, of, of uh, uh, disease that actually have specific feature and that may respond in a different way to different treatment. For that reason, I think you mentioned the mepoluzumab that has been extremely instructive experience. All previous studies on the IL-5 mechanism were negative. Until two prominent groups, one from Leicester and one from Hamilton, focused on a specific phenotype that was the eosinophilic, resistant to steroids, and severe asthmatics. And in that specific phenotype, they saw the intervention was specifically effective in one outcome. In that case, it was on exacerbation and not on lung function. Isn't it interesting? I mean, uh, by approaching this, uh, I think that uh, they figure out uh, who were the minute, but doesn't matter, percentage of patients who could respond to the treatment. I think that for the health IL-13 story, we might uh, have to go into the same t- direction. That's uh, very interesting indeed. And I look forward to having more data to discuss with you, maybe in the future in the field of COPD also. Do you think that personalized medicine in COPD is going to emerge as well? Absolutely, absolutely. I think that, uh, well, we, we have already, you know, couple of we have we have already a few approaches that are already personalized as you know yes. one is the alpha 1 antitrypsin which is the, probably the most historical one is the phenotype of the upper lobe emphysema with certain characteristics for volume reduction surgery and one more popular uh, recently has been the reflumilast that has been shown to work not in COPD, but in severe COPD with symptoms of chronic bronchitis and recurrent exacerbations. Um, The investigator from Leicester uh, would tell you that uh, also COPD associated with eosinophilia may be a phenotype uh, that responds more to steroids. So yes, indeed, uh, Mark, I think that uh, we are going on the road uh, with... uh, 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 personalized medicine even with COPD even more so because COPD is almost invariably associated with uh, chronic comorbidities and so the complex phenotypes that they develop they may provide different patient groups with different response not only to one specific drugs but a complex of drugs. Think about the simultaneous presence of uh, heart failure, hypertension, and, uh, and COPD, the complexity of uh, approach that you need to have in this, uh, in this specific phenotype and how it could respond. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, we could speak for hours, but uh, I think we will have to speak together once again in a few months to discuss more topics together. And uh, we have now to, to close this uh, very nice discussion together. And I thank you uh, very much, Leo, for sharing with you your knowledge and your vision on, on that uh, important topic. Thank you, Mark, and congratulations for the great job you're doing for the journal and for all of us. Thank you for the privilege to be here. Thank you, Leo. So this was uh, Marc Imbert, chief editor of the ERJ, uh, interviewing Professor Leo Fabri from the University of Modena, Italy, uh, on the uh, current management of asthma with uh, biologics, including anti-IL-13. So we speak to you uh, next month with a new guest. Thank you.